Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. This is Koinonia. I am he. Tom Brown is he. And uh, looking forward to this weekend, um, and I'm going to be completely transparent with you, I'm completely panicked about this weekend as well because I am shorthanded. I am going to be helping with the setup for Hope Fest tomorrow. In fact, we're broadcasting live if things go as planned. Quinnity will be live from Chase Field tomorrow, same time, obviously, 2 to 3. Then Hope Fest is Saturday morning, and there is also the CPC Walk for the Center, uh, the Greater Phoenix um, Crisis Pregnancy Centers is on Saturday, two locations. Now, Mary is going to be at one of the locations, but I need help at the other location, and I'm actually doing my walk at Chase Field because I've tried the teleportation thing. It hasn't worked. The uh, the Star Star Trek stuff, that it I, I haven't figured it out yet. So I'm only going to be able to be at Chase Field for Hope Fest on Saturday. But I'm going to do my two-and-a-half-mile uh, walk at the same time that everybody's walking for the CPC at uh, ASU Gamage and ASU West Campus. Oh, by the way, you can still sponsor me for the CPC Walk for Life. Go to cpcwalkforlife.com. And, in fact, you can still sign up to walk. You can come out. You can just go there. But if you'd like to sponsor me, just uh, in the donate there, search for Tom Brown. Boy, I really would appreciate your sponsorship. Uh, kind of went for a stretch goal and <clears throat> not going well fundraising-wise. Part of that is because, you know, time on task. But I, with all that, it sounds like I'm whining and complaining. I'm really not. I'm just excited. I just don't know where to run next kind of thing. There's just so much going on. So many things going on. Other great organizations, Arizona Right to Life has an event coming up. Center for Arizona Policy has an event coming up. Uh, Voices for the Voiceless has an event coming up. And I could go on and on and on. There was an event for um, uh, School Connect earlier today. It, it, this I don't know what it is about April. I, I'm trying to tell these ministries there are other months than April. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of funny I should say that I because we normally have our pastors' appreciation luncheon in April as well. So I, it's probably that I'm distracted. Because of that event, and I don't realize how much else is going on this year since it was two months early, put a lot of pressure on uh, Gene and and, uh, the team here to get that done, and it was incredible. But now I'm getting to see everything that goes on in April here in the Valley. Like This is like the prime time to be here, right? Bringing people from other parts of the country or, or whatever. It's not exactly hard to get a speaker here in April is what I'm saying, especially if they like golf. 
But uh, you can sponsor me, cpcwalkforlife.com. If you want to, you know, if, if, if uh, hey, Tom, I can help, well, send me an email, tom at faithtalk1360.com. It's tom at faithtalk1360.com. A couple of segments today, we're going to be talking with uh, Greg McKay. You know, April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and there's a ton of resources that the state has, and, uh, well, Greg and I are going to talk about that. You're listening to Fake Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Koinonia. As I mentioned in the opening there, uh, April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. And uh, from Arizona Department of Child Safety, Greg McKay is joining me for a couple of segments here. Greg, welcome back. Uh, glad to have you back. Uh, you know, the first time you were in, yeah, I think it's a little, you know, a little bit of stress. Uh, no, Probably still lots of stress, but at least a few positive things to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me back, Tommy. It, 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 is, it is a little better to come back this time. Yeah. Uh, with time comes a lot of uh, great progress and a lot of great improvements, but we still know uh, every day there's a lot of people out there suffering, and it's our job to uh, minimize that and, yeah. and move faster, uh, more efficiently. So we're doing that. We're really glad about some of the movement. And it's not just in the uh, Department of Child Safety that there's uh, lots needed, as I mentioned in the open as well. Hope Fest is this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last couple of years, uh, you know, last year, over 20,000 people served. Hey, if that's not speaking to a need, uh, I don't know what is. And obviously, lots of children involved in that process as well, because when you're, when you're talking about homeless or uh, nearly homeless or uh, uh, home challenged or, you know, couch surfing or, or whatever, that's where some of this, uh, you know, number kind of crosses over in there, too. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, and and uh, hope people will come by and visit our our booth. It'll be set up down there this this weekend at at the ballpark. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just it just shows the emphasis that's needed on prevention. Right. Um, so many people that turn out to both serve and and to get some assistance are people that uh, you know need support, and 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 maybe they're on the cusp of a situation that'll bring them to our attention. And we don't we don't want that to happen. So. Uh, any kind of outreach and, and something like this weekend is, is a fantastic event to, to prevent child abuse, which this month is all about. But really, frankly, every day, every week, sure. uh, every month is about preventing child this abuse. This is just more about a month of awareness, right. uh, heightened awareness. Uh, you've been in your position about 14 months now. Um, what, do you most po- what do you most want people to know about the change in 14 months? Uh, well, you know, we I, I always try to tell the story about – uh, you know, if you're looking, if you're looking for something bad, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you know, so I, I love the opportunity to come here where I think, uh, grace is a big focus of what Absolutely. you talk about. You bet. And, uh, prayer and grace. Exactly. And, and the men and women of DCS that do this job, uh, they truly do face danger every day. And I don't think people, uh, really realize that. And they're faced with, with some life changing decisions that they have to make. And sometimes those decisions leave them, uh, uh, double-edged. And, um, you know, so uh, there's a great deal of support for the organization and a, and a great movement to really make decisions based on facts and objectivity and, and tools and, and, uh, and not really based on emotion and, and that fear of, uh, of what happens if something goes wrong. So 
uh, that and, and just real deliberate uh, where we're trying to go. You know, what, not only what are the problems, but, you know, what are we trying to achieve? What are the outcomes we're looking for and, and measuring how we get there? And, and that I think staff has really grabbed onto as, as seen by some of the great strides we made and some of the things that were pointed out over this last year as big problems. We've turned those things around and, and, the, and, and all the measurements are looking in the right direction. So sure. it's a good thing to measure progress for once. And as you've mentioned, and uh, you and I have had other conversations as well, diligence is, is the bottom line. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the, you can't let up at any time uh, with this. Uh, even when you're making progress, it can feel like you're not because the numbers are just so overwhelming. Yeah, uh, for sure. And and. Everything is important. Uh, the priorities that compete with each other are also vital. Um, and, and just to give you an idea, Prevent Child Abuse Awareness Month, you know, we see about a 15% increase in reports and calls to our hotline. But uh, so that just goes to show there's, there's more vigilance, there's more eyes out there reporting things to us. But, uh, you know, this needs to be a, a year-round effort. I mean, we really need people to be watching because when you think about it, you know, 6.8 million people in Arizona – you know, over one and a half million children in Arizona. It needs more than a Department of Child Safety to look out for them. So, right. uh, you know, our, our phone rings about 400 times a day at least uh, at that hotline. And wow. over 140 investigations a day start. Um, you know, 35 children may be removed from their homes today for dangerous circumstances. And nationally, you know, five kids will die today of child abuse. So yeah. uh, it's something that we really uh, we really need to to join forces and, and, and prevent it from even happening in, in the first place. Greg McKay, Arizona Department of Child Safety, is my guest. Child Abuse Prevention Month, hashtag help prevent child abuse. And there's also a great website for tons of resources. You can go to keepazkidssafe.org. That's keepazkidssafe.org. And uh, your team has really put together a lot of great resources at that website. Yeah, and I I mean, Prevent Child Abuse uh, Month is a big starting point to launch a lot of different uh, awareness campaigns. Next month will be foster care awareness. And and, uh, so we know that with that high amount of reports that come in of abuse and neglect, uh, also, many children come into our system of care for abuse and neglect, and which sparks the need for foster families. So we're going to be talking a lot about that next month. And on those uh, on the website that you just mentioned, you can find information about how to join in prevention efforts, um, how to join in, in uh, maybe caring for some of the children that come into our system, and, and uh, get information about that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of good things being done. I'm, I'm really proud of the other people putting it all together. We're talking to the faith community here. Uh, on the program and our radio station by and large. Obviously, prayer uh, for you, for your department, especially uh, those people that are on the front lines uh, mm-hmm. out there because they have an incredibly, incredibly difficult job. But, uh, you know, the faith community needs to get involved. What are some ways we can do that? Yeah, so uh, first off, some some of the great initiatives we have with some of our faith partners in Arizona, for instance, uh, AZ-127 Ministries that that uh, do a lot of uh, recruitment and support of foster families. Um, you know, some of the other uh, prevention and, and outreach programs like uh, Safe Families, where church families will be host families for uh, kind of crisis situations before they erupt and end up in government uh, hands, so to speak. So uh, people that can uh, provide respite and assistance to families within their congregations really is helpful. 
Um, we're working with Care Portal right now that, that kind of, you know, child welfare workers go out, like our staff go out and find intense needs and then uh, notify Care Portal who notifies uh, many congregations and those needs are filled rapidly, you know, without any uh, kind of red tape in a way. So these are these are great things that we're joining up with. But but uh, the church, you know, the, the vigilance is obviously always needed. Um, most of us can see on the horizon uh, a family that's in stress that, that that family might need some support before it turns into neglect, it turns into abuse, it turns into a child coming into foster care. So, uh, you know, doing that outreach in our communities and in our churches is really vital. Um, you know, and then obviously, uh, you know, joining some of our child abuse prevention councils in Arizona, there's one in every county. Um, and then uh, just trying to, to just kind of get out there and, and make the neighborhoods better. Most of us know those areas in our communities that uh, are where the problems are coming out of, whether it's an apartment complex or a certain area. And if we can kind of flood that community with some support, uh, I think we could really uh, turn the needle on some of these uh, calls coming to us in the first place. So we're always asking for uh, the church and the community at large to do those things. And also, obviously, try to grow our amount of foster families and people out that are going to fill the void for a child in need, which is massively important with the amount of kids we have in care right now. You know, I had Adrian Lewis in uh, to talk about Care Portal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, boy, talk about a divinely appointed way of addressing. Uh, Were you excited when you heard about that particular program? You know, we we were uh, we were notified of Care Portal from our staff in Pima County. Yeah, uh, DCS staff actually brought it up, and uh, it became part of our one of our strategic initiatives for the mm. year. And it was uh, one that we gladly checked off as completed. And uh, so uh, I, I really commend the the Pima County DCS people for launching that with with Care Portal, and they've helped so many families. Uh, and they've they've prevented so many kids from coming back into care or being disrupted from their current placements by just uh, that filling the need. Right. And so uh, we're really hopeful of them coming up and spreading out through Maricopa County now where, where we got intense needs as well and, and trying to see that program grow. So we love it. And I'm certainly going to be uh, yelling from the, the rooftops on that because, uh, you know, as it's been articulated, you have some really – uh, caring people that are going out to uh, on these calls, and they don't necessarily want to take a child out of the home uh, just by rote. They, they they want to do what's best for the child, what's best for the family. But sometimes it's just unsafe, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's also something that the church can help with. Yeah, and that's why we as people of faith need to be involved in the process. Uh, it, you don't have to be a foster parent, although that is. Uh, coveted and very, very valuable and incredibly impactful in a positive way uh, for these children that you hear story after story of uh, kids that ended up in the system that did get a caring, loving uh, family and how it transformed their life. But, uh, you know, if you're a plumber, you can help. If you, there's, Don't feel like, oh, well, if I can't be a foster parent, there's nothing I can do because that's simply just not true. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, like you said, uh, no, noticing that person 
or those people in the congregation that need help, whether that's a, a single parent family or somebody who's just lost their job or somebody who's just had a death in their family or, you know, you just see uh, the need. We, we all see the need. And I think sometimes people's inclination is, is well, it's not my business, you know, who, who am I to kind of intervene? But, you know, that's, that's what we're called to do as citizens and especially in the church. That's what we're called to do. So whether that's some type of financial support uh, or, or help with meals or help with cleaning or help with yard work or, or help with respite, you know, mm-hmm. providing, providing somebody with some time to work out some short-term crisis they're going through right. would be huge. And, and like you said, anybody can do that. You don't have to go through foster parenting classes and become a foster parent to help extend a hand and prevent child abuse from happening in the first place. Greg McKay is my guest, and uh, it is Child uh, Abuse Prevention Month uh, across the country, Arizona Department of Child Safety and we have more to talk about. In fact, there's. Uh, I want to ask a little bit more specificity on some of the uh, uh, resources that are available uh, through uh, Arizona Department of Child Safety. And I also, we didn't talk specific numbers. I, I, and I think that's important because the numbers were certainly uh, first <laughs> on the front lines uh, yeah. when you took over and uh, how dire it was. Uh, but there's some good news to be reported, and we're going to do that. Uh, Again, Greg McKay from Arizona Department of Child Safety is my guest. This is Child Abuse Abuse Prevention Month. I need to slow down just a little bit. Uh, You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. DCS, I like on your website a new beginning for Arizona's children. Yep. You know that, that that's really that's your heart, right? Absolutely. That, that's yeah. why you're uh, coming to work each day, and that's why uh, you know I don't know if I would have been all that eager to uh, jump into a pool that where every headline was talking about how many thousands of kids uh, are in a desperate situation. And the organization that I'm going to be tasked to run uh, has been in disarray at different levels. You know, all kinds of there. There were uh, there were plenty of opportunity for for critics to be uh, throwing in their two cents. And it's amazing, it you know the pile on can, can, can start to happen. But I want to give you just a few moments here uh, to talk about some of the successes in the 14 months you've been there. Yeah, so and and I do appreciate that. And a lot of people say that, you know, they kind of have this pitiful look when they hear what you do and how how hard it's been. But uh to me, uh it it's been really a blessing and thank God I have a I have the the strong part of me as at home, my wife who's mm. totally faithful and totally committed and says, "Look, you know, it's not supposed to be easy. You need to go. You need to do." Uh and for for me, when I look back at my career, I mean, I spent over 20 years investigating violent crimes. Uh, and, and about eight or nine of those years with, with, you know, crimes against children, sex crimes and child abuse and child homicide and death investigation. And so I find myself looking back at, as somebody that, that looked at those darkest things 
and and then had an opportunity to impact it to such a degree as leading this organization. Uh, my wife and I were foster parents, and to to know how that system works mm-hmm. and how hard it is, and someday be in a position to try to energize that or fix those broken parts of the system. So to me, it's quite a blessing, and and uh, you know, it's a lot of work, and and you know, the scrutiny and the criticism is warranted. I mean, it's been a lot of bad news coming from this place for a long time, and when there was good news, you know, they found out maybe it wasn't so good after all. So. Mm-hmm. I get it, and it, it comes with the territory, and it's worth it. Yeah, so. and you're not saying that you've been perfect uh, oh, every day of not. your 14 months, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, right? Not. I, I wish. <laughs> I don't want people thinking that you know because we're talking about some positive stuff here that this oh, yeah. is uh, some softball thing. This is this is not easy stuff, right? And and and, and I always appreciate a chance to to talk about these these gains, although there's still so much to do. I mean, there's so many things still that need to be repaired, as people will tell you out there. Um, but some of the big things that were out there was our, our backlog. Everyone talks about the inactive cases. So, you know, when, when, when my team and I started back last February, there was 16,200 backlog cases wow. and growing every day, never relenting. And today there's, there's just about 10,000, maybe a couple over 10,000. Wow. And we've safely reduced that. We haven't just closed things out or, or, or round filed things, um, methodically closed that. And, uh, and really, that's a credit to the staff. People are really, really uh, all in, uh, and they're conquering this thing. So our backlog, we're looking at being rid of that backlog by the end of the calendar year, which is Goodness. just fantastic. Um, some of the other things, like wait lists. I mean, people wonder why we have so many kids in our system of care, which is you know, in the high 18,000s, just under 19,000 wow. kids in foster care. And, you know, one of those reasons is because when they come in, they don't get out as fast as they used to because mm-hmm. of all these clogs in the system. So, you know, another great thing was by partnering with our provider agencies, uh, you know, there used to be, you know, 1,000, 1,200, 1,300 families on a wait list to get services to be able to reunify or get out of the system. And uh, now there's only about 220 people on that waiting list. So, and that's an 80% reduction, which means now people have their time in court. Now they can be reunified safely mm-hmm. or they could be up for adoption quicker. So this is some of the things that, that we're trying to conquer. And finally, uh, the kids in care number, which I just said is just under 19,000. For the first time in about three years, we've seen that flatten and start to decrease. Wow. So I've been holding Glory. that kind of close to my chest because yeah. <laughs> I want to see about two, sure, a, a, you two see more. Results, right? yeah. I want to see a clear trend. I mean, right now we have indicators of, uh-huh. of a recovery there, but I want to see a trend that's more than two or three months. You yeah. know, So what we've seen is about four or five months so far. So those are all good things, but still much to be done. That is incredible. Greg McKay from uh, Arizona Department of Child Safety is my guest. Uh, The reason we scheduled this time together is to talk about Child Abuse Prevention Month. But all that really is is just an opportunity for us to, you know, shine a spotlight on the need. Uh, How can you participate? What are some things that you can do? We can start with prayer, right? I mean, uh, what are some specific... I, I, uh, My wife and I, we do a lot of intercessory prayer. We prayed for your predecessor, and we've prayed for you, and we've prayed for your department you know, kind of generically, mm-hmm. but what are some specific uh, things that we can pray for and people, uh, positions that we can pray for? Yeah, and, and boy, uh, do I appreciate the power of prayer. Um, and and first, first and foremost, as it is Child Abuse Prevention Month, I mean, to, to pray for those children that have yet to be found, mm. those children that are suffering from abuse right now uh, and are in pain, uh, so pray for some type of peace for them while they wait, and hopefully we find them soon. So 
that's why people should call our hotline, one 888 child to report child abuse or neglect so we can get out there and intervene. Um, but another thing is, is that when, when kids come into our system, uh, they, they leave kind of the devil they know for the devil they don't know. Mm. And that's a devastatingly scary place for a child to be. So to pray for those kids in the foster care system that really uh, life is so uncertain and scary, you know, for them. Uh, and the idea of hope is, is the potential for some really uh, painful uh, future outcomes if things don't work out for them. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and, to, and to, to pray for those families afflicted with problems where they've lost their children and are trying to get them back. Yeah. Uh, pray for foster families who are dealing with filling that void, which is so challenging, and uh, they need to stay resilient and, and uh, pray for people to engage even more and join us in this fight and, and really pray for our, our field force. I mean, these people are absolutely first responders. Uh, they, they cross the threshold into dangerous places that, that most people would not dream of going into without police or a gun or a badge or a radio, uh, and they do it anyway for kids, and, and they make those decisions and, and pray that those decisions are, are righteous and in good faith and, and that they go home with a sense of peace every day. So, um, you know, I say that, that uh, you know, this is a joint effort. So government, the church, and the community, right, like a cord of three strands is not sure. easily broken. Um, but, uh, you know, we need it. Uh, and, and But more importantly, I mean, the, the, the problems facing our country and our community every day, when you sit back, you know, I, I, I hope somebody's in charge, right? Yeah. Not us. I, right. I hope. And, I, and, and we all know and we have faith that, that, that uh, the Lord's in charge. So, Greg McKay, Arizona Department of Child Safety. The, lots of resources at keepazkidssafe.org. That's keepazkidssafe.org. What are some of those resources? If somebody's saying, gosh, I don't, I don't know what to do, but uh, let me go on this website. What, what are some of the things they're going to find? Yeah, so uh, you'll find information on how to contribute to DCS in some way or how to uh, join a prevention council or how to become a foster parent uh, and learn about those types of things. One of the other programs that that we're really proud of is a program called Healthy Families of Arizona, uh, and that's really a primary prevention program. So that is not us reacting Mm -hmm. to abuse and neglect and trying to make it not happen again. That's actually uh, us reaching out and serving people on the fringe so uh, that program served 5,000 families last year, uh, and of those 5,000 families, 96% did not come to our department uh, with an abuse or neglect allegation, wow. uh, and only about 5% reported continued drug problems after a year of the program and, and uh, healthier births and, and uh, children with health screenings. So, I mean, that's a great program, but... Uh, you know, we need to do more of those yeah. types of things. And, and uh, so that's in there, too, for people to well, learn great. about. That's great news. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. tremendous news. And I, in fact, this last uh, 10 days or so, I've been praying about something that I, I want to be more involved with uh, 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 causal ministry, not symptom ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with symptom ministry. We need, and what I mean by that is... It, what are the causes for the issue that we're talking about, and how can I serve that need, mm-hmm. not just serve the symptom or you know what comes after? For example, I'm walking this weekend for the uh, Crisis Pregnancy Centers of Greater Phoenix, raising mm-hmm. funds so that we can save lives uh, of these babies mm-hmm. uh, in unwanted or maybe un, uh, unattainable pregnancies, yep. give them a, a life option. But how about we... 
you know, get in there and have ministry also to, like you said, like healthy families, like showing and loving and and helping prevent some of these uh, things that we end up having to serve after the fact. Oh, sure. And and, and every single one of us would, would love to be out of work tomorrow if there was no calls coming right. in. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, mean, you know, the ba- I, I was looking at the backlog. It's like, how awesome is it going to be if you're able to accomplish this by the end of the calendar year that you can actually work on the calls that are coming in mm-hmm. right now, right now? Yeah, and, and more importantly, then we can start diverting some of those resources that we use as reactionary resources for uh, kids in out-of-home care and start developing some of these programs to to prevent abuse and, mm-hmm. and to keep kids in their own homes safely and some of those things that we all desperately want to do more of. But, uh, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> you know, root cause is everything, and, and uh, you know, I agree with you. we, we got to get down to, to uh, what's causing a lot of this stuff. And in, in our community, unfortunately, drugs is a big part of that. Yeah. So, so drug treatment programs and things like Healthy Families helps with, with – uh, some of that. We only have a few minutes left. One of the things I want to talk about is it's just because uh, you you have to remove a child from a home doesn't mean that the that the parents are bad parents. Right. You know that sometimes they'll just kind of the people will paint that it can be as simple as you know they lost their job or they were injured and they can't work so they can't pay their electric bill so it's July it's 118 and there's no air conditioning. You know you can't leave a child in that situation. That doesn't mean the parent wants you know. So that's why we as a community can come in now. Yeah, those, those types of things are solvable. And, when, you know, we, when we have to make that decision, to, that life-changing decision to remove a child from their family. Um, it, it, there's always got to be danger, what we call present danger. So um, if there's no way of ameliorating that danger or putting some safety factor in place or, or providing something to make that child not suffer injury in the hours or days that follow – then we have to remove children. So, you know, I, 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 I would hate to see that, that people who are poor are experiencing that kind of, you know, time in their life, lose their child. That's yeah, just tragic. So that's why, you know, that's why things like Care Portal and the church and the community are so valuable to, yeah. to this effort. So, Well, thank you for coming in today. Thank you. Uh, thank you for all your efforts, and we'll continue to pray for you. Pray for your team. Uh, we're going to be praying for the kids uh, and families as well. Again, can I direct you to keepazkidssafe.org? That's keepazkidssafe.org. The child abuse hotline is 888-SOS-CHILD, 888-SOS-CHILD. That's 888-767-2445. Greg, thanks again. Hey, thank you, Tommy. I appreciate it. Blessings to you. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360. KPXQ, Ruben Duron is going to join us next. He's actually in Israel. We're going to talk to him in Israel about another trip that uh, we and Genesis Tours are going to be doing together this fall. So listen in tight. <laughs> 